time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 275, Trevor Long with you from EFTM.com.au. With me each and every week here, the other bloke, Talking Tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Welcome back. Aloha. Aloha, mahalo, all of that. It was, a, no it, was a, it was a lovely week actually in, in Hawaii. I did uh, I did keep my sign up to date, as you may have noticed. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm troubled by the fact that you don't know how to have a holiday. Yeah, well, if it's not me, it's no one. It's, uh, yeah, have it's you not heard of scheduling post Yeah, no, I, have to, I did that, but uh, I just, yeah, well, we, we fit it into the schedule okay. It was I, all good. I think it proves the bride it actually did. doesn't want to spend all the day well, with you. No, no, it's all good. No, no, we uh, <laughs> we worked out a way to, uh, you know, we didn't, there wasn't any holiday time that was sacrificed. Okay. So we sort of fit it in when I could. Very good. Well, welcome as, back. As any good husband should. You know, I'm, you know how it works. Mate. Please, hello. Under the thumb. Um, uh, welcome back. It's great to have you back, and it's great to be back here with Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 275. Thanks to the good folks at Netgear. Well, let's get cracking. Well, Stephen, a couple of major things happen. I mean, a lot happen while you're away because it always does when you're away, doesn't it? It's always annoying. Yes. But um, a couple of big things. I did I did cover it all, though. I did, oh, yes, especially okay. the Apple event. We all know that you worked. Okay, Stephen, <laughs> just calm down. Um, but I think the big notable things are Microsoft and Apple. Now, I think by now people are probably up to speed via our websites on Microsoft announcing some devices, Apple announcing new MacBooks. But let's – and we'll break them down a little bit. But in reality, I think what – is important to talk about right now is Microsoft versus Apple. And are we back to a Mac versus PC kind of standoff, a bit of a bit of an old style war, you know, the old ads, the PC versus Mac, those kind of things. Are we Absolutely. back to that spot? Because the Microsoft Surface Studio is, and I've only seen it in pictures, you've seen it in person, you can tell us about that in a minute, but it's to me, it's beautiful. It's it's uh, not revolutionary, but it's a beautifully designed product, mm-hmm. very smartly designed in terms of a thin, flat screen with the actual PC at the base. Um, it's 28 inches. It doesn't look anything like another computer on the market, and it is extending this hardware uh, relationship that Microsoft has built with itself yeah. that says, hang on a minute, we can design stuff that's just as nice, and it targets directly... Apple's Apple biggest market, totally which right. is designers. Well, I, I think the timing w- was was you couldn't have asked for better. Uh, the, the timing of it, Microsoft announced their products the very day before Apple's announcement, which was Friday morning Aussie time, and they they were so well received that the 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 uh, the feedback, the response by the by the tech press on the Microsoft products was overwhelming. I think it, it was it, it the, the sort of response that we used to hear for Apple, especially from the creative side of the industry, the, the graphic designers, photographers, all the creatives were absolutely uh, beside themselves with the the studio, the Surface Studio, mm. uh, and and the and the innovation that they seem to be bringing. The design of the studio 
is something you'd expect Apple to produce. Mm. Did it look it, like it, that when you saw it in the Microsoft I, store? I saw it at the Microsoft store and it was there the very day after the announcement, uh, the Microsoft announcement in New York. And it the, to, to just to summarise what it is, it's, it's a, the 28-inch screen that can actually come down levelled with a desktop. And the ease in which you can move the screen down uh, and flat to the desk or, or at a slight angle and then raise it up again, you could do that with with your little finger. It's just so well balanced. Even my little little finger. Even you, even you could do it. <laughs> so, it it really was an impressive. Like seeing it in the flesh was really impressive. I've taken some photos of it. I was going to write something on Tech Guide about it. Uh, but going then to the MacBook Pro, which I also saw as well. I've seen that. I've seen that in the flesh also. The, Not 13, the one with the Touch 13 ID, inch, yeah. thirteen inch. No one's seen the Touch oh. ID unless you were in Cupertino, but. Uh, it, it too, like I've got to say, and I use a MacBook Pro every day. Feeling the weight of it, how thin it is, it were it was a moment that I went, "Whoa, this is really thin," and and it just exuded. And that's the Apple critical design. thing, right? What they what they did was say, "Right, our MacBooks, MacBook Pros are old, and we are bringing them into the future, and they are thin, they are light, they are powerful, mm. they are they are great, right?" And they and that is a good evolution of the MacBook Pro product. Yeah. Um, the innovation in the in the Touch Bar is good. I don't think it's amazing, but I think it is one of those things you need to use. So, for example, I do do a bit of video editing, and I like the idea of being able to see the timeline down there, but yeah. I've got a big enough screen that the timeline's always on the screen, so I don't know that that really matters. Um, I, I like the idea of the kind of suggested words, but when I'm typing on a keyboard, I don't need that. Yeah. I like what, the idea of emoji responses, but yeah. um, it, is it that important? It, it reminds me of something Steve Job once said, Years ago, he said the he said the the public don't know they want it until you show right. it to them. This is a classic example of that where ever everyone's thinking, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think once people get it in their in their hands, they'll find uses for it. It's one of those products. And I've got no doubt that 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 thing, as well as Touch ID, Touch ID itself is brilliant. Yeah, having that, that in the in the handy. thing Although, for security. The, how many PC laptops have you seen with fingerprint? Identification. Yeah, I know, but the but you got to remember, most of them are well. slide and silly like that. So this yeah. is actually bringing yeah. smartphone style. Now, yeah. let's assume for the moment, and we haven't tested it, the Touch Bar is amazing and awesome. Yeah. Does that uh, discount what you could perceive to be negatives in a few areas? Let me firstly say, touchscreen. Now, I've used a lot of touchscreen laptops, tablets, and. No, I don't use it as a primary interface. I still use a mouse, but it is convenient just to tap through the next, next, next button sometimes. It's convenient to close well, the screen. I thought response from a PC, say a response from, say, Lenovo, for example. Yeah. I haven't done it, but for example, a response from them would be, well, why would you need touch a touch bar when you're a touchscreen? Yeah. Simple. That's simple response. Well, and Lenovo is the, the most educated to respond to because they've got touchscreens, yeah, and they had absolutely. they had an interactive function bar yes. a couple of years ago, and it, I think HP and it had one failed on dismally, and they got rid of it. Yeah. Um, now it's Apple's is much more than that. So let's be yeah, clear, it's not course. that's not a judgment. So so touchscreen, I just think they know how to make touchscreens. Why aren't they doing it? So that's just strange to me. And secondly, uh, they they left the headphone jack in, so that's yeah. not courageous. Yeah. And they went <laughs> USB. C, C yep. Thunderbolt three, for everything. Thunderbolt three, yep. And power um, for everything. And data transfer for everything. Which means, and there's no, which is good but not amazing, there's no SD card, oh, like a fair income. That was like, it, it was it was the case of Apple giveth and Apple taketh and away. And Phil Schiller's quoted yeah. today saying, oh, well, the SD card was a compromise anyway because some people well, use Compact Flash. You know what? But, 
and there's so many great adapters now. I just think, hang on a minute, it's no. this. And he said it sticks out from the side. It sticks out from the side when, when the SD card's card in there. Exactly. Not right. when you're carrying it around. Well, here's an example, right? It's called the MacBook Pro. Okay, so professional. It's aimed at the professional market. One professional that, and this is no surprise, that a professional photographer would use a MacBook Pro. Yeah, fair and, enough. And Phil Schiller said we're, wireless technology and cameras did, has oh, come so no, far. No, no, it's crap. No, it won't. we're trying to transfer wirelessly 500 photos. That are 20 meg each. Exactly right. That's going to take an hour. An SD card will take three minutes. So I, I can't see the reasoning there of, just for the fact that well, you can buy an adapter for that now. They're going to sell you an adapter. I think someone, uh, uh, I can't, can't remember yeah, that, that tweet going the, the, around. The, 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 someone said that to, to get the same connectivity on the new MacBook Pro as the old one, you've got to spend $264 in adapters. Well, and there was another great tweet with a picture. Apple's biggest product range now is adapters and had a picture yes, of all their adapters, yeah, like 72 and adapters. a lot of them. And the, no more HDMI port. Dedicated port, yeah. or which I used a lot, like making presentations and stuff like yeah. that. You, you, you got well, and here's connection. another perfect example. Yeah. I have just purchased a. I'm, I'm, I'm surmising here. I've just purchased a thirteen fourteen hundred dollar iPhone seven plus, and I want to transfer the stuff over. I've got the cable. I need an adapter because the cable in the iPhone seven plus is USB, not USB C. So I now need a USB C to USB adapter. And yes, so, Apple will say use AirDrop. AirDrop ain't that reliable yeah. still. It's so good. You can't connect an iPhone seven to the new MacBook Pro with Correct. the cable with with the cable supplied by Apple. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I think these are concerns that not only are we are raising, but the the, the, Mate, the, the like, community. What are they, Bridgeport, uh, Belkin, all these companies yeah. that make all those oh. stands and docks are going to be rubbing they're, their they're, fingers. They're, they're twirling the moustache at the moment. They're, they're going to make a mustache. <laughs> they're going to make a mozza. I love the fact that for the audience at home um, that you actually did the twirling motion for the moustache. Thank you, mustache. mate. No, you did it. You're not going to do November, mate? No, no I'm not. No. Are you? No. There I'm, you I'm already bearded up. I'm not getting rid of it. No, my grandma. I'm waiting until I'm sixty so I can shave it off and look fifty. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, but um, I, I think the I think a- Apple in the past have removed features like that and have been the had the authority to stand by it mm. and the 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 industry just went their way. You know what I mean? Like the the that that was their decision yeah. and we all followed. This time around. I, I think Apple's kind of lo- losing their their currency. They're, yeah. it's, they're, they're losing that ability to affect the market. I've seen a lot of tweets and reactions. People saying, "I'm f- I'm considering switching to Windows." I'm thinking that See, most Microsoft time, are innovating and, and Apple, they're kind of running on the spot a little bit. Now, look, I have been almost exclusively in a mobile sense. At home, I've still got my iMac, but almost exclusively for, I'm going to say, three, four months now, I've been using Windows-based uh, computers, whether they're laptops or tablets, whatever they are. And it's been fine. Um, but... I desperately miss the Mac for many things like AirDrop. That is good. And this is the this is the irony, right? I love AirDrop and I'm suggesting they should put the SD card back. But see, I use it. I've got a little camera I take with me everywhere and just want to whack yeah. out the cameras. I just want to get the photos off. Absolutely. So I think there's a lot of – I don't think it will impact on Microsoft or Apple in, in any great way yet because I think the majority of – genuine people are going, that looks beautiful from Microsoft, but I'm not quite ready to go to Windows. And do you know, let me tell you this right now. Right now, the advice I have here on Two Blokes Talking to episode 275 to Microsoft is to buy, go in your company shopping shopping spree and buy the best video editing company you can buy because that's what Windows needs. 
right? Yeah. Oh, you open up an iMac uh, or, or, or a MacBook, you've got iMovie as default and you can just clip stuff really easily. People love that, whether it's personal images or whether it's professional video or just amateur video. People love clipping video and making little yeah. clips. Video is so big now on social. Why isn't that an, a standard easy feature of Windows? It's yeah. terrible. It's not yeah. easy to do, right? Yeah. So Windows needs better video and photo editing as a default. And I think probably apart from that, if they could find a way to create an AirDrop-like interface that interface with anything. See, the number one thing that mm. bugs me about technology is Bluetooth exists on all these devices, yet none of them can talk to no, each no, other. Talk to each other, yeah, no. Try to, try to Bluetooth a, a photo file. from an Android phone to a Mac or an iPhone. Or, or to a Windows PC. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not actually an Apple yeah. thing. It's not yeah. Apple blocking it out. I had with me on Fraser Island yesterday, I had two Windows tablet laptops, I had a, a, a an Android phone, an Apple phone, and a Sony camera with an SD card. Mate, none of the, none of the, the laptops had an, an SD card slot. I struggled big time. I ended up doing shit like uploading stuff to Dropbox to download it again to get it onto another device. That's yeah, ridiculous. It's got to be easier than that. It has to be easier. And uh, I think that we, we've kind of – we've hit a crossroads at the moment. There, there are – I think the, the opportunity is there now for Microsoft, who've been doing great. The last couple of years, the Surface Pro for all their products are doing really well. Yeah. They, they've got some great advertising. They're, they're really marketing well. This is, I think, you know, the, 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 someone's put the ball in the air and it's up to Microsoft how they're going to respond. But this is a massive opportunity here to maybe win over some disillusioned customers from Apple who were diehards. And now it seems that Apple have kind of turned away from them a little bit with these changes. Uh, you know, we haven't had the devices to review yet, and I'll reserve my complete judgment until I've actually used oh, the thing. Absolutely. So, you know, we're not totally writing Apple off here. They've still got a great product that they're gonna that, that we're gonna both use. As I said, I don't think it's going to impact their sales no, directly. Not, I no. just think that the Apple. Here's the other thing. Let me let me throw a conspiracy at you. Let, let's suggest for a moment there was a new iMac about to be announced, mm. and they saw the Surface and went, no, no. We can't. We just can't. Don't don't even dare show that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how close Microsoft is to being better yeah. at design right now than Apple. Is that I think that if there was a new iMac, they would have looked at it and gone, the service well, that, that, that service is better. I'm showing you the photos that I took yeah. in the Microsoft store. Although one thing, I think there might be a lawsuit in the keyboard. It looks a dead oh, set mate. like an Apple keyboard. But that's that's the actual unit there. Look, the, the design of it is really nice. That 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 that, that uh, the stand is really really easy to move up and down. That that's I'm showing a, a photo of the the act the 28 inch screen flat to the desk so that you can actually use it you as know a what's massive smart? tablet. 28 inch. Yeah, it's just one and, inch and bigger the, than an iMac, the right? Is really so when you when you're shopping, you yeah. go, "Hang on a minute, it's just slightly bigger. better." Yeah, bigger's better, eh? Yeah. That's what you think, eh? Yeah. Uh, in some cases, size yeah. does matter. Size does matter in this case. In other Absolutely. cases, it just matters that it works. <laughs> Hi, Harry Jackson, Victoria. <laughs> but the you know what's what's really impressive? Uh, getting back on the subject of computers, technology. The uh, the screen resolution was yeah. really sharp, really nice, and and that's my hand. It's enormous. You've got that's a big my, hand. That's my. That's hand, an enormous uh, screen for scale. Yeah as well but um, mm. the, the it, it is a beautiful product and I, I said to myself standing in front of it I said I would use that mm. I would absolutely and here's the great thing that. I know that it comes down on the desk so it does, and we haven't even talked yeah. about that little dial thing Forget it's all brilliant yeah. right but but here's the thing I probably wouldn't use any of that feature I'm not sure I could ever see myself lying at flat and doing anything with it but I can see myself using just a big touch screen Windows computer yeah, absolutely. I think well, that that's a, another tick in the box for Microsoft, where 
they've got another way for you to interact with whatever you're doing. And the dial, let's talk about the Surface dial. Mm. That, to my understanding, right, that can be used on the desktop yep. as a as a like another mouse type interface. Yep. But it can also be placed on, on the screen. screen, and it knows where it and is. And the toolbar opens up, like the like the Galaxy amazing. Note um, uh, pen would would kind yes. of pop up a little little um, yes. options list. It kind of does it like that. Now that you know, imagine you're a graphic designer. You're, in you're Photoshop, that's that's mind blowing. In it's right in there. Premiere, Adobe Premiere, you're going. Oh, this is this is how I jog the the movie yeah. forward. Stuff like that. I think uh, big big ticks there on all those fronts. The touchscreen, the the Surface oh. dial. They, they they seem to be to me responding. To customers. Hello. Yes, they're, they're exactly. Saying, this is what customers want. Let's give customers what they want. What an amazing idea. There you have it. And, and lastly, on the touchscreen, I know I've kind of harped on it a bit, but again, the iMac. Can you think about um, one of the most common things I do on my Mac is the uh, Apple or whatever you call it, key, space, and I type, you know, Word or a, to find a program, right? That's how I, so that's the, how I bring spotlight. up. Is yeah, spotlight. spotlight. Bring up Spotlight yeah. and just type, you know, calculator and bring yeah. up the calculator. Yeah. In the Apple operating system today, Mac OS, there is the little launch pad, the little rocket ship. You push that and it brings up this beautiful iPad-like icon screen, which mm-hmm. I could customise. Just imagine you made that a touch screen and you made a single button on the keyboard or just tap on the on the rocket and it brings up your apps mm-hmm. and you click on them. Yeah. It's I know it's a small amount of saving, but it is a saving in time. It is a simplification that is basically built into the operating system. And I think this is their problem. They're thinking of a touchscreen as being, well, hang on a minute. All the little icons are so small. Why would you want I don't want to touch the, yeah. the, the green or the red or the yellow little button on the window. I don't want to touch the yeah, file edit view. I just want launch pad. Mm. I want, to, I want notifications. simple things. You can things. slide the notifications yes. in. But uh, I think with – see, with what I think is going to happen too, like the, I, I can't see the iMac ever having a touchscreen in the near future or ever, but what Apple Staggering. may do, how's this for an idea, is bring out a Bluetooth keyboard with the touch bar for the Mac. Great That's idea. That's the next step. That to- has to be the next step. Totally. Yeah. But why the hell not have a touch screen? It's not like they don't know how to do it. I, I don't know. I think that the, the touch screen, I think, for them, I don't know. I, I think the whole ergonomics of a touch screen, if it's not something that's in your lap and that's sort of a personal device, Apple seemed to see that as taboo. Like reaching out and touching a screen, extending your arm, I think is I think is out of out of their wheelhouse. Well, and they think it's sort of a, a, one of those unwritten rules. You know what? I just think, and this is almost ridiculous. But would you use a touchscreen iMac? Yes. But yes. If if it, I would not use it. If, it. if it wouldn't, if it's not adjustable to be bring it down I don't want it to, to come a down. comfortable angle. No, I'd would use you it. stand there like this and touch it like you like you like paying for your car, your parking ticket at the airport. How far like away you, is your screen, mate? Yeah, but it's it's not right. It's not like it's here where it's sort of a personal. Uh, it's in my it's in my personal it's space. It's a swipe. Yeah. It's like imagine if you could reach forward with four fingers and go, Whoop, I want to go control yeah. um, arrow. I want to yeah. go to my next workspace. Whatever it's called. This is my point, yeah. right? It's simple stuff where I go, hang on a minute, let me look at that. Yeah. You don't, I'm genuinely mean this, you don't use a touchscreen on a laptop anywhere near as much as you use a touchscreen on a phone or a tablet. Yeah. But it's handy. Yeah. And I, I don't believe it's an it's a useless Ooh. product. What Johnny Ive Tim Cook, Phil Schiller, and all of them need to do is get off their ass and actually go out and you know how they don't do focus groups? I'm sorry. Do a bloody focus yeah. group and just watch behind a mirrored glass how yeah. people use, use it, laptops yeah, yeah. from Windows. Here's, and here's, oh, I'm sorry, they use them. Yeah, but here's the other issue though. What what where do like if say, for example, they brought out the MacBook with a touch screen. 
Mm-hmm. What's that going to do to the iPad Pro? What's that going to do to that? It's going to cannibalise that that product because people are going to they're not going to buy. No. If people want an iPad, they want a touchscreen portable device. They'll buy an iPad Pro. They want a laptop. They're going to buy a MacBook. No. So what's going to happen? Is that is that what Apple's thinking? Are we going to cannibalise our own range of products by putting in a touch? Well, they're idiots if that's what they're thinking because it's very simple. If all you need is Facebook and email, buy an iPad or an iPad Pro because that's what they do really, really well. If you need the computing power of a MacBook that does things like audio, video editing, and other applications, then you buy those products. It's it's a scale of usage, not of not of features. You don't discount a whole feature like touchscreen just because it's in another product. But, but you look, look at the marketing for the iPad Pro. You cast your mind back to the demonstrations and, and the, the, the ads. It was about editing video and doing all of these high-end tasks on a tablet. And even their marketing said it's it's your laptop that looks like no other. If your laptop doesn't look like this and there's a keyboard that clicks on magnetically. So they're promoting the fact that, yeah, the iPad Pro is called Pro for a reason because it can do all these high-end tasks. So, but it doesn't do them as easily as it does on a, on a Mac. I'm sorry. Obviously not. Obviously not. But and that's why there's they're two separate markets. Yeah. Like, are they, but are, that's what I'm saying. Are they going to cost themselves a sale with a touchscreen laptop? Like you, how many people do you know? And I know lots of people who are in the Apple family. They've got a MacBook laptop. They've got an iPad, an iPhone. If the MacBook has a touchscreen, they're going to look at their iPad and think, "Do I really need this?" No, they're not they're because an iPad this. is a simpler, easier, lighter device to pack, to take, to use. It's a quicker device to use. There's a whole range of reasons why mm. if you are wealthy enough to have all of those products, and let's be clear, most people aren't. Most people yeah. have got one of them, yeah. right? Then you say, okay, today I'm just going to a cafe and I've got one meeting. I'm going to take my iPad. Yeah. Or today I've got all-day meetings. I'm sitting here with you and Co- what have I got? The iPad. My iPad. Or today I've got all day meetings and I am going to be in a cafe, but I've also got a bit of time in the office and I've got to do a presentation. I'm going to take the Mac. You just, mate. Yeah, I'm hearing you. I, I, but if the MacBook, if they decide to bring in that touch screen, I'm just telling you what customers are going to think. They think, okay, well, it can do some of the things my iPad can do. So I might as well just buy that. Breaking news the money's still going to Apple. Yeah, I, I, of course. But I, I'm just trying to come up with a reason why Apple are not. Stop defending No, I'm just trying to come up with a reason why. And in my mind is that they want to defend their iPad product. It's because they're cocky. It's because they're they're like Google. Like Google with a pixel, they're cocky. They think they're good enough to be to be the same price as, yeah. as Apple. The only reason they're going to do well with that phone is because the Samsung brand is damaged. Apple are cocky. They think that we can be revolutionary with the touch bar, which is awesome. But they're, yeah. they're so cocky they can ignore the basic needs of users and get rid of SD card slots and not, yeah, not inter- introduce ports, new things. MagSafe connector, gone. Yeah, I mean, that's, mate, that's a feature of the MacBook. Yeah. So, look, I just think what we're, what we're both saying here is can't pass judgment on the products until we use no, them. But we, at face hands. value, yeah. the, the Microsoft stuff is impressive and Apple has some questions to answer. Um, will, in a year, we still be worried about the ports missing? Don't know. Yeah. Um, will, in a year, we see some we'll more revolution in We'll have a lot of adapters in our bag anyway. Yeah, I can't <laughs> find half of them now. Um, and I think it's a really interesting story Belkin, to follow. Belkin stock price is going to triple because of all the adapters yeah. they're selling now. Oh, absolutely. I think that – I just think that there is – a question, a small question mark, if not anything else, from if, this is the kind of thing Wall Street should be talking about. Is is and we the, here's the funny thing: we had all that conversation about is Tim Cook's going to be the end of Apple because Steve Steve's died, and yeah. you know, but mate, he hasn't. He's done wonders with the company, but right now, are they at a crossroads? Yeah, 
They are. I agree. And here's here's my little theory. Steve Jobs, he's no longer there. Yeah, you know, rest in peace. Tim Cook's in charge. Johnny Ive, I think, has too has much more power. Control and Apple. He has too much power. And I think that because he's from a design, coming from a design perspective rather than an engineering perspective, design is beating, is winning the argument mm. in the in those meetings. And you you, listen, you just read back that Phil Schiller quote, and you go. Yeah. The the SD card sticks out the side. That's Johnny. I've seen that. Yeah. That that's that's they've they've ha- the design team have hammered in the fact that this little thing sticking out mm. is bad is a bad look. That's not even like it's just so stupid. Ask, ask the pro photographer who's downloading 150 yeah. photos at 20 meg each. What he thinks about that? Not a great look. Anyway, we'd uh, appreciate your thoughts. Uh, feel free to share them with us on Twitter uh, at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennick, Stephen with a PH. Um, Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag you can get us on anytime on Twitter. We are back, episode 275. Stephen's back in the country. And uh, we'll be doing this each and every week. Uh, appreciate your views on Apple versus Microsoft on Twitter. At Ziggy Zaggy is the hashtag. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Well, we've both got a fancy new doorbell. It's called Ring. And it's a doorbell with a difference. It's a connected doorbell. And... It has been quite an entertaining uh, little app to, to watch <laughs> in the last few weeks. I, uh, we, we both receive a lot of uh, – we get a lot of deliveries because of our review products and people picking up and dropping off. And it is really handy to know that you can answer your door from anywhere. That's what Ring gives you – allows you to do. It's connected to your network, really easy to set up. The app works really well. And you can literally answer your door from anywhere. I was sitting at, on Waikiki Beach and spoke to a courier at my front door. Yeah, to it beats my Toronga Zoo story, yeah. So I was a fair way away and I was still able to tell a courier to leave a product. What did you say to him? I just said, oh, mate, just leave it in the post box behind you. Uh, I'm just out. I'm just out. I'm just up the road. I'm, I'm around the corner. I'll be home in about 10 minutes. Oh, see, I've never, I've not said I'm not at the house. Yeah. I always say I'm upstairs putting a kid to bed or I'm just in an interview or I'm just busy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't let them know I'm not home. Yeah. Um, but so, because I, I just think that that might take away, because you know what curries are like, yeah. they might not, they're no, still they, not authorized to be there, mate. They have been, no, I have used it, I've just said, and I wasn't. I said, oh, look, I'm upstairs, but I wasn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, 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 but it, it is, but just be able to give, being able to give them instructions to yeah. say, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, that's great. Just leave it there. Thanks very much. Or because I've got the post box on the, on the porch here mm. and they can securely deliver it. Uh, it also detects motion too, which is a lot of people saw this. They said, oh, geez, $2.99. That's, that's pretty expensive for a doorbell. Mm. I said, well, it, it's more than that. It's not only can you answer your door from anywhere, but it's also a security camera. And you buy a standalone security camera, that's at least going to be 150 200 bucks yep. just yep. there. So it, it is sort of justified that price. If you do want to have your cloud storage, that's another 4 bucks a month or $40 annually. Mm. Uh, so it's 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 one of those products that's joined the long list of connected devices that are now you can control from your phone and and use as if you as if you're home like normal. And it's effortless too. Um, you can choose to have the notifications uh, come for, for motion or just uh, when people press the doorbell. You can also because the the front door you might not be able to hear it. You can also have it if you've got an existing doorbell system. By the way, you can have it wired into that so that it actually activates the sounds in the home. Or you can get a fifty nine dollars. I think it is the little chime. Chime. Yeah. Which That's plugs into a PowerPoint yeah. and also connects to your Wi-Fi network, and then you can hear this hear the doorbell anywhere in the home. And you can put multiple of those around. Yeah. In fact, it's very very good. Um, 
you know, it's also very cool, by the way. You can customize the the ring of the yes, doorbell. Yeah. During Halloween, there Halloween, was there was there was ghosts. But even outside of Halloween, there's some different door chimes, so you don't have to have Do the have standard Star Wars thing? the ring. No, God, thank Jeez. Christ. Okay. Listen, don't overdo your Star Wars quota in each episode. Okay, you've got that later. Stop it. <laughs> um, look, two ninety nine is expensive, but I've. I mean, I'm not saying it's the most popular gadget ever, but I've never had so many people say to me, "I want that." Tag yeah. each other, you know, tagging their friends or their or their partners in posts. Um, yeah. Very, very popular product. I did have a couple of problems setting it up, but I'll be honest, I, I, I there's two two issues that I had. The first one was I think it was the one I brought back from Berlin. Um, was I don't know. It had either been used before or people had been mucking around with it or something. People were talking in German on it. Were they? No, no, but it just wouldn't connect to my, my network. Yeah. And then I, I had I had similar issues. It took a few two or three goes to get it to connect, and it did. It was it not showing? See, here's the thing: what happens on the app is the app kind of shows the Wi-Fi networks yeah. that the doorbell sees. Did it see your networks? Yeah, it did. Yep. Right. So I, I, it couldn't see my network, and I, I think it's because of the way I've configured the network to do a couple of fancy things. So I actually then set up another router just to prove that it was all good and it worked right. fine, and easy. Um, and the, the, the uh, chime as well, that you had to, you got to go yeah, through the same breeze. setup. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, that was fine as well. Look, two ninety nine. It's a JB Hi-Fi or a Ring dot com. Uh, easy to buy. A great. I mean, honestly, best Christmas gift. If three hundred bucks is the is the Absolutely. ballpark for you know three kids getting together or you know because if you're like if you're adult kids, if you are the adult children of like a 50, 60 year old bloke who just loves having cool stuff, this is it. This is Christmas. He'll be out there. He'll he'll, he'll give up a Christmas roast to go and set the thing up at lunchtime, it's don't you reckon? Yeah, I, I, I've got mine set up so that it's uh, – because there's a battery built into it, so you can unhook it off the with its own proprietary little screws so that no one else can steal it. And by the way, if someone does manage to steal it, they'll send you one for free. They'll replace it for you. They're for not free. proprietary screws, mate. They're just Phillips. Well, no, they're, they're, no they're, they're not Phillips heads. The bottom screws are special thread uh, in them so that they can only be unscrewed with the screwdriver that came in the box. So that no one can steal them, because anyone could come up with a Phillips head and just take it. So they are proprietary. Use the screwdriver, and I've got them in well, and out anyway. Okay, well, it came with, with, and it also comes with a drill bit as well. Yeah. Their own drill bit, so that you you don't have to look for a drill bit that fits. You got yeah. one in the box. Yep. Um, but no, they said that if someone steals it, they will replace it for free. It's uh, that's you should be able to capture the theft on on camera Absolutely. too, just quietly. Yeah, yeah, captured a few interesting things uh, on yeah, uh, yeah, on yeah. my on and and I think in my review on Tech Guide, there's you ringing my doorbell. Great, so, great photo. Uh, there you have it. Yeah. Cheers for that. It was, I posed uh, for that basically. I know you did. I had to get the screenshot just right, and uh, <laughs> I got it. It's in my review. Yeah. Well, in, if you look at my review, I did a video, and I've got two two courier interactions. Um, where I told them I was somewhere else and or told them I was home and I couldn't take the call and then the idiot kids being fools. <laughs> and interestingly, the kids one is interesting because I was in a cab and you can hear me, I'm, I'm, like it's the road noise. And so I'm in a cab and they're ringing the doorbell and they're just being idiots and they didn't know what it did. Yeah. And I went, oi, what are you doing? <laughs> and, they, and you should see their faces. It's the best, right? Little Harry's like, <gasps> Oh my god! What have we done? It's so good. It's so good. Um, obviously, after they worked out what it was, then they do it all the yeah. time now. But anyway, yeah. Ring Video Doorbell, both reviews at our websites, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, it's almost time to meet 
Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no more drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed that you're already paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show, gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Now, I just got back from Fraser Island this morning and uh, my original intention or the reason for being there was driving the Range Rover Evoque convertible, but I basically agreed to the trip because I wanted to see Fraser Island. I thought it'd be a great chance to take some photos and things. And I was lucky enough, Stephen, to have the new DJI Mavic Pro with me. Um, And i got to tell you, mate, I mean, we've played with our drones. I think we both love them. I probably love them a bit more than you. Um, But this thing is ridiculous. I mean... Ridiculous. If you think ridiculously good, ridiculously good. If you think about like we've we've had the Phantom two and three played with those. The Phantom four was good to play with, but really not greatly different to the Phantom three, other than it had the obstacle avoidance technology, which I thought was good. But in the Mavic Pro, you've got all of those things. They've basically doubled all the sensors, so it's almost uncrashable, and and it won't drop out of the sky because it it's always got redundancy. But the obstacle avoidance seemed better to me than um, than in the in the Phantom Four. The motion tracking, so it tracked Harry at a at a, at a park, mm. just fly, running around. It was so funny watching him run it was around, zigzagging, yes, zigzagging, trying to get rid of it. Um, he he did escape it at one point by by flying under it, and it just went. Hang on, where where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you go? Um, but I had it up at Fraser Island. I followed a boat, um, which it wouldn't track because it was too far away. But the that, what about the Ute you were driving? Was that was that a Range Rover on the, the, on the Range Rover? No, that was me flying. But it did it did follow it did the cars. Follow it, yeah, yeah I, did, I did a follow with the cars. But I think the ones I've published was me flying. Um, but so it has the all the features that we expect from drones today. In fact, every feature possible. But the thing, it's mate, so is small. it is tiny. I mean, yeah. it's stupid. So I packed. I've taken my drone places before. I've got a backpack for my Phantom Three. Big backpack. You can't fit any clothes in that thing. It's it's packed to the hilt yeah. with drone stuff. And this thing, I just went, well, hang on a minute, because the one I've got doesn't have the original bag or anything with it. I just put it, I put it in a little box that I had. I put it in my laptop bag. It, was, it fitted in my normal STM laptop bag. I'm carrying a drone yeah. in a laptop bag. And the propellers are still on it? Everything's still it on it. It folds away. So, so the, the controller is tiny, and you can fly it without an iPhone, but you, you open the, the, the wings of the controller, put the iPhone in. So this, this is the setup process. Take it out of your bag. Unfold uh, out two of the propellers, and then fold out the back two, which fold up. Sit it down, power it on as you normally do. Two presses of the button, pull the controller out, open up the clamps, put the iPhone in, turn it on, fly. Done. You don't have to swiggle on the the propeller mm-hmm. blade. You don't have to do any of that. You're just ready to fly. Um, it feels, and this is weird, but it feels better to fly than the Phantoms. The controls on the thumbs, the sticks, yep. just have this. I think they've got a new mechanism. It feels yeah. a little bit more Smoother. accurate, yeah. a little bit more. Precise, actually, I think. Mm-hmm. Smooth and precise. Okay. So the, um, the controller itself, 
is is really small. Yep. But and you said you can fly it without having your phone. Yeah, you don't have to have. Your, so there's so two you things. Just line of sight. You, you can just, just look line at of sight and have a flight. Yeah, but right. also you can try it without a controller. You can flick it. There's a little switch on the on the underside of it. Yeah. Flick it to Wi-Fi mode and you can control it just with your phone. Just with the phone. Okay. So, so that's good flexibility because before you had to connect cables and yeah. it was a bit of a hassle. Yeah. So and the vision is outstanding as per always. It's 4K a, quality. 4K quality. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit harder to get the exposure and focus right, but once you once you work that out, it I didn't seem to have any problems. Uh-huh. But I've had very limited time with it to be honest. I had a couple of flights. I only had one battery, so I'm like doing one flight and then going. I wish I could How fly again. Mate, twenty seven at at least. That's pretty good. Yeah, and you know it's longer that, than the four. That's oh, four's yeah. about twenty minutes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, twenty three. They got the four two, yeah. and you've got to remember a twenty seven minute flight means you're really only going to fly for twenty four before it starts freaking you out and you yeah. panic about battery <laughs> life, right? Yeah. Um, but so much more flight time, yeah. like so much more flight so why, time. Why would you? Are they still selling the D, the Phantom Four? Yes. Why would you buy a Phantom Four now? Because it's now cheaper. But it's not as isn't cheap it? as this. The Mavic is like sixteen ninety nine. The four would still be. Two thousand. I've plus. no idea why why you would buy any other drone now. Yeah, but so we we other than the, the, the cheaper the Karma, ones. we've so I haven't I have you haven't flown the Karma no. yourself. That to me it's seems dead to product. Be, well, it, it it's mate. They'll sell they'll sell before. a few of those to, to GoPro Just fans. On the strength of the brand name, yeah. But I, I think I, and I've seen some side by side comparisons that they seem to be the two main opponents. Now. Drone to drone, there's no way you'd buy the Karma. Unless you desperately needed that image stabilization stick that you can have yes. with the Karma, right? Yes. Because you've got to remember, Karma's not a drone, it's a system. And I yeah. get that, right? It's a mount. It's another mount for a GoPro camera. But yeah. people are buying uh, Karma steady, as a drone. The steady thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And as a drone, it's bigger. Like it's twice the size of the Karma. But you do get a lot with it too, though. You get you get a controller with a, with a screen. Great. And you also get a backpack included. Yeah. And all these extras. And I think it's cheaper. No, sixteen ninety nine. Same price. Well, I think you do get a lot of extras. Like you get the actual backpack, you get the controller. So I think you get a spare set of propellers. They're all all there. Uh, I just don't think any and, of it is and enough. The, and the steady, the, the little Osmo like yeah. Steadicam. Yeah, stick. that's the the Osmo the the Karma stick. Yeah, is the only reason to buy the Karma yeah. system. Okay. The only reason because the Karma doesn't have obstacle avoidance. The Karma um, is bigger. Yeah. The Karma, I don't think will fly. As well as the DJI, just because of DJI's heritage, they've got three. It's ridiculous to say, but they've got three or four years' yeah, experience. Yeah. I'm sorry, their lengths ahead. Sure, I do think their lengths it's ahead. A good time to be in the drone market, isn't it? If you're looking to buy a drone, there's been no better time. Would you agree no, with that? There's there's more to come. Yeah. There are more to come in so the coming. Tell weeks. me about availability. Can you buy these things yet? Or what? Massive dramas. I've met in the last week six people who've bought one. Right, they've ordered one. A couple of blokes at Channel Nine. A couple of people I know pretty well. They're all waiting. Now, I've seen one delivered. I've seen one person have theirs delivered. Uh, Did you? I sent out an email today announcing that they were having shipment delays Mm. because they couldn't keep up with demand slash they were just, you know. In other words, the US got stock first. Oh, yeah, but just (laughs) generally globally. Like they're upsetting people globally. Um, So, yeah, I think what happened was they had the product. They were ready, but they weren't weren't planning to announce it that soon. I think they had to react. They got spooked to car by car. But uh, say say I jumped on the DJI website tonight. You, you might get, it get it for Christmas. Christmas. Would I? Okay. I'd say might. Christmas present to myself, you think, mate? Or I'm buying one. Yeah. Have mate, you, without have question. You, have you ordered it? No. What the hell? Because I'm not that for? desperate. Okay. I, I'm going to sell my my Phantom Three Pro uh, yeah. on eBay. If yeah, I can I get a thousand, I'll be happy. A thousand? There's a bargain. Mate, you yeah. paid for it. Pay more than that. Oh, this mate. Three or four, three. Well, I'm still thinking. Okay, don't don't quote me on the thousand. No, but no, no, we'll... but <laughs> I, I would probably put. 
I mean, I don't know. They're still sixteen ninety nine. The Phantom Three Pro. Yeah. Plus, I've got three other batteries. I've got four batteries. Oh, I've yeah, got a, a low pro backpack. Like I've got a ready to fly awesome Would you system. Eight hundred, mate. Or? No. <laughs> um, but Contact yeah, so Trevor, by the way, if you want to make him an offer, yeah, I'll I'll sell that. And it's, and it was used by one of the two blokes talking tech, so that adds a certain value to it, don't you reckon, mate? It's like George, mate, it's like George Costanza with John Voigt's car, you know. I think I think the good news is it was used by the one that makes valuable. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Give yourself another wrap, one, don't you? <laughs> so yeah, I think I think I'm, I'm like many people. There's probably a lot of phantoms on sale on eBay right I'd now. I'd say so. Yeah, um, it's a buyer's and, market. Now. But here's the great thing: I I, I get that. You might want a Mavic, but do you know what? I don't think the Mavic should be your first drone. I yeah, think I gonna, you really I should ask learn. That. So you, you, it's not if you were uh, just getting into it, would would you be able to pick this up and fly it? Or is absolutely, you, sort of like you need to have. It's it. as easy to fly as a Phantom, yeah. but I just think honestly, I think that we need people to understand that it takes a long time. I'm still crap at it. I'm still, yeah. you know, it takes several flights to get things right. I've still crashed my drone. Um, you know, the things do go wrong, right? Um. So I don't know. I just think that you, you want to learn a little bit before you fly. But yep. do you know what? I think this thing will sell like hotcakes. It would be unbelievable. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. my full review is at uh, eftm.com.au. Cue the Star Wars music about now, Trevor, don't you think? Cue the Imperial March. Dun, 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 don't, dun, don't talk dun, over the music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the Death Star. Is a very popular part of the Star Wars films. That's the big moon-looking thing. That's right. That that ain't no moon. That's a space station. Very famous line out of Star Wars, which you would is it really? not recall. Yeah, but oh, I was uh, I was hoping to insult you with that. No. Damn. But uh, you can now own your very own Death Star. We and both made, uh, we both have the we Death both Star. Have one and the Death Star. Even in my household, you know what? I'm really glad you've got one because I'm going to give mine to a friend of mine who loves Star Wars, and I felt. Or awful if you didn't have one oh, yet. No, I had one. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was always going to get one. I was very nervous oh, about mate. that. Oh, they had me at hello when they offered me that product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it is, it's is—it's—it's an amazing product because it is a levitating Death Star. It is uses, there's a magnetic base, there's a magnet in the speaker. The Death Star is a Bluetooth speaker, I should add. Yeah, so uh, the Death Star is the, is the moon-like thing and it's the a Bluetooth speaker. Bluetooth speaker. You turn it on, you pair it with your phone, it's yep. a Bluetooth speaker and let me be very clear, it's a crap one. Yeah. It's not, not very good quality Bluetooth. at all. Speaker. If you're buying this on the strength of the speaker, don't bother Correct. because it's good, not great. But if you're a Star Wars fan, oh boy. forget the speaker. Just put this thing on the mantle, yeah. get it wired, put and a PowerPoint wherever you want it. It's ridiculous. Have you already written your review or not? No. You done it? Oh, no, no. I did mine yesterday, shot a little video, and the reaction to it's been remarkable. And it, it is. It's, it sits there, rotates, and it's floating in mid yeah, it's you, can, magic. you can make it spin. Yeah, no, you it can, does that by itself. Well, yeah, but uh-huh. it, it'll stop spinning yeah. after a bit. And what 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 impressed me was, and when you finally get the thing to the levitation mm. point, yeah. which takes a while, mm. it can be very frustrating. But once you get it there, it's it's remarkable. Yep. It's magic. Yep. No, that my show my kids even even here, here's the big killer. Even Amanda thought it was impressive. Yeah, same with me, Joe. Who is the lesser Star Wars fan than you are? Mm. Even she said, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Hang on, Joe's less than me? Less a Star Wars fan than you are. Really? Absolutely. Is there such no a thing? Interest. Although, although to you know, I have no God interest lover, as well. She did watch Force Awakens twice with me in the cinema. This the is huge so breaking she was, news. She was uh, very supportive around the time of the release. She will get another test in about six weeks when Rogue One comes out. But 
she was very impressed by the levitating is, Death Star. Is speaker. the levitating speaker going to make make its way here into the uh, home I'm theater? Thinking about it, I, I, it, I, to be honest, it'd be something I'd prefer to look at every day. So it's probably going to be in my office rather than in my theater. It may be. I don't know. It's uh, a good problem to have. Not, we're, we're trying to work out where to put position the. Death it's two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. A JB Hi-Fi. It is made by Plox, I understand. PLOX. It, it is not a great Bluetooth speaker. We have no, to be honest we, about that. In my review, I said, look, if you're just buying it on the strength of it being a Bluetooth speaker, look elsewhere. But just the sheer cool factor of this floating Death Star that's in hovering in midair is incredible. Ridiculous, yeah. yeah. No, it is. It's awesome. Uh, Plox, uh, Death Star. Check it out at JB Hi-Fi. Stephen's full review at techguide.com.au. Let's do a couple of quick things before we get to your super quick minute reviews. Um, I was a bit blown away by Elon Musk, who is just the weirdest cat. I mean, seriously, he's a strange dude. I mean, he's very, eccentric. Very rich dude too. Yeah, no, he's eccentric though, but he's also not a great speaker. Like as a presenter, he's no Tim Cook. You think like, you could afford some lessons, wouldn't you? Some media training from the two blokes? I reckon he's know? the type of bloke that would say, listen, I'm great. <laughs> And he He's would he would knock about. So he stands in front of this, uh, you know, beautiful big screen in the middle of a community, like houses around, and he stands up talking about the new Powerwall. They've released a new Powerwall, Powerwall Two, bigger power, better output, whatever. The home battery system, plus a new utility battery system, very good. But then he goes, he goes, if you all just look around you, all these houses here, they're all solar. And you look at them, you go, they're not bloody solar. They're normal. There's no solar panels on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Every single roof tile is a solar panel. Tesla has created a glass roof tile that when you hold it up and you look at it, you can see the little solar panel. But when it's, you know, on an angle on a roof, can't see it. Just look, they've got terracotta-looking ones. They've got Mm. slate-looking ones. They've got all the roof tile styles that America have. Um, Is it coming to Australia? Well, there's been no announcement of that. None of the solar companies have said yes, but... I think it will at some point. It'll be one of those nerdy bloody Tesla take up, like Simon Hackett will bloody put them in his house just do, to do show off. Do you think off. it's the sort of thing that other, like there's obviously companies that make solar panels, like really big ass solar mm. panels, or really mm. big ones. Do you think that it's the sort of thing that another company might think, geez, that's a great idea. Why don't we do that? I think they can absolutely try. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, can't, I can't see how it's not possible, but it just feels right to me. Now, it's we don't know how much it is, but it, I'm assuming it's ridiculously expensive, but the cost. To, to replace your entire roof tiles and put solar panels on is probably just only slightly lower. But the cost of putting solar panels on versus putting roof tiles on is you clearly would just put well, solar panels. So if you're not planning on replacing your roof, yeah, if you're you would put solar new, panels. If you're building a new Correct. home, boom, you get those instead yeah. of regular roof tiles. And you just imagine, right? Far well, out. Who do you see if they leak? If you get a leak... The, the, the heavy, heavy rain. Well, it's a, if the tiles leak, you got a leaky solar panel. Who you do you ring see? The, you ring the bloke, you bloody put them up. <laughs> The idiot who put them up I'm with a hole in it. trying to come up with some real-world situations. Well, mate, I thought, Normal mate, roof tiles. I'm sitting here watching this thing going, mate, you're a goose. They're glass. They're going to smash. Yeah. What about a hailstorm? No, no. Then they showed a, like a 10-pound ball dropping onto terracotta slate and everything. No, nah, they, they all just smashed. This one just kind of bounced. Is that right? Broke. There you go. But bounced. Interesting. Yes, yeah, very, very interesting. Tesla, roof tiles, eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long. Really quick one. Another really quick one. We don't often talk about toothbrushes on the show, do we? Not high tech. No. Well, uh, but the, once the, a year when Oral B comes Oral out with B, one, well, speaking speaking of the devil, the Oral B Genius has just been released, and this has got some tech built in, uh, namely some motion sensors on 
the toothbrush. And we should say, Oral-B's smart toothbrushes have been around for a couple of years. Yeah. Bluetooth, you know, um, an, app as well. an app, all that yeah. kind of stuff. They've been amazing, but this takes it to a next level. This maps your mouth. So it's like a, like a GPS system for your mouth. It can, does it seem a big gap? It says uh, at the at the molar, turn left. <laughs> but no, what it does, it actually the problem we have is this: you have a you have a normal, well, let's call them manual toothbrush. Mm. People normally brush for less than a minute. People with an electric toothbrush, on average, brush for two minutes and twenty nine seconds. The recommended time is two minutes. So we don't brush long enough. Some of us brush too hard. So these these habits that we have uh, are not the best. What Oral-B does with using these sensors and also using the camera on your smartphone and the app, it can then tell you exactly where you have brushed and also uh, how long you've been brushing, the quality of your brushing, whether you're pressing too hard. There are sensors there built in as well. So I think overall a really good way to maintain your oral health and keep your teeth clean. Clean it. Clean it in all parts, uh, all, all areas of your mouth that need to be cleaned. And what I like about it too, it's got a little travel case that has a USB port in it, so That's you, can, true. you charge can charge your phone as well as the toothbrush. Which is, I think that's a little uh, gimmicky. They're seeing it. They also get a little uh, a mirror, uh, a, a yeah, suction. Yeah, so you actually get a suction cap to hold your phone up against yep. the mirror, and so that it can see you. It gamifies it a bit, so it actually kind of creates this loop. You got to close yeah. the circle of the mouth. It's oh, look, it's a great idea. I haven't fully tested it yet. I think I might get Jackson to use it because he he does use an Oral B electric yeah. toothbrush. So I'm going to get hundred and sixty nine dollars, which I think for for a good toothbrush is not too bad. Techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Stephen, I mean, people have been in conniptions. <laughs> I mean, where's Stephen? What's going on? Breaking news, folks. Techhide.com.au. You can see this stuff uh, whenever he publishes it. But um, for the audio uh, commentary on Stephen's reviews, we have the minute reviews, and we're going to kick it off with some earbuds. The Plantronics Backbeat Go 3. Now, these are timely because uh, Bluetooth earphones and headphones uh, they gained a lot of attention when the iPhone Apple decided to to delete the headphone jack on their iPhone. So a lot of people are looking at this market. So the the Backbeat Go Three timing uh, of their release was perfect. Uh, now these are obviously the third version of their earphone. So the uh, they, there's no there's no cables apart from the cable that run between the, the earbuds. The earbuds themselves are a not a nicely sized, not too big, comfortable fit in the ear. They also have the inline controller. Uh, and on, on the audio front, uh, I think as been the case with other Plantronics backbeat goes, great clarity, but a bit weak in the bass department. Bass is a bit weak, so it's not going to really appeal to those younger users who really love the sort of heavier bass in your, your sort of your beat style headphones. But overall, great battery life, six hours of battery life uh, in, in, uh, in the earbuds as well. Uh, and as I said, audio quality is impressive, but if you're after a heavy bit of bass, this might not satisfy you. If, if look, if you you just like hearing a nice balance to your music, then this bass is good enough. But if you want more, you probably need to look at another brand. But the other really killer feature of these is the case they come with. The, the one thing with Bluetooth headphones is that you often forget to charge them. 
that's not a problem with a cable set of uh, headphones mm. because you just plug them in and you're away. But with this, this uh, the Plantronics Backbeat Go 3, the case is actually a battery as well. So when you put them back in the case, you can connect them to the internal battery that's good enough, they've got enough power to charge them three times on the go. So you're not going to be left without power. So it's a really handy little backup to have. The Plantronics Backbeat Go 3, uh, $179.99. That's without the case, $199. $99.95 with the charge case. What a fantastic two-minute review. Um, Stephen Fennick and the details at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And a Blu-ray player that's uh, a little bit more affordable. It is, yeah. Well, this is from Laser. Laser make a lot of great products, affordable products, and the BD3000 Blu-ray and DVD player is one of those products. Now, the fact that it's only $99.95 is a really nice feature. But the thing that's the, that's even better is the fact you can play discs from all regions. So if you here in Australia, we're region B in Blu-ray, region 4 in DVD. If you bring DVDs from overseas, they won't work on a regular player. The beauty of the BD3000 is that you can bring Blu-rays, and I did bring some region A discs back from my trip. They all played on the on the laser system. Uh, it is quite quite a compact little system too. It's only about like twenty nine centimeters wide, uh, twenty six centimeters wide. Can easily fit in your entertainment unit. Uh, the look, you don't have the similar depth of settings as you would on a more expensive brand, so you can't really dive into picture and audio settings. But it has HDMI. It's now got an Ethernet connection, so you can use your DLNA connectivity in your house. BD Live, if the features on the disc allow for that, do up firmware upgrades as well over the internet. Internet too. There is even RCA connections. So for those people with an older TV, you're not going to watch HD, but you can still connect it to watch DVD as well. $99.95. There's also a USB port on the front as well. So if you want to connect a hard drive or a USB stick, you can also access content from those as well. $99.95. Affordable. Plays all region discs. That's a terrific combination. Great minute and a half review. Stephen Fennick. Details at techguide.com.au. Oh, I'm exhausted, are you? <laughs> I am a little bit. Oh, you poor darling. It is, it, is la- it is pretty late, and you have done very well to get here after your show. It's uh, Thanks, really nice. You did, I, I did offer to come to yours, and you said, oh, look, I'm doing it. It's sort of be a bit of a waste of time. You're yeah. <laughs> you driving all the oh, way to yeah, my place. Yeah, well, yeah. we'd, probably, we'd probably follow each other up the M2, and you'd be like, why am yeah. I following this bloke? Yeah. Well, anyway. the second time I flashed the passport in a week. <laughs> right, yeah. Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'll be back again next week with episode 275. And uh, we do it all thanks to the good people. 276, 276 next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't week. count. Yeah. Uh, all thanks to the good people at Netgear. The Orby coming soon. Details on that each and every week here at uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Uh, you can catch us uh, all the time on my website, eftm.com.au, and Stephen's at techguide.com.au. Follow us on Twitter at Stephen Fennick with a PH and at Trevor Long. And if you've got chatting to do about anything you hear on the show, the hashtag is Ziggy Zaggy. Stephen, talk to you next week. Talk to you then. Talk to you then.